MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. Welcome in, folks. You have another edition of the College Football Lines Revealed here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We got a good one on tap for you today. Matt Human's going to join us in 15 minutes, get his first reaction to the worldwide openers posted here at Circus Sports for every single game on the board. We do have some lines to get to posted for some of the bigger matchups that are up over at DraftKings. Dan Saley, also one of those who attacks every single one of these games uh, from a betting standpoint, the openers at Circa. He's going to join us in about 45 minutes from now, get his thoughts on how he has shifted the market. It's a really important thing about talking to see of these guys like Dan Saley or like Paul Stone from last week. Uh, the markets that you and I that we bet into as the week progresses and early, later on, these are the guys that shape that. So <laughs> we are betting in numbers uh, that those dudes have made themselves. With that, opening news in college football that we should share with everybody, uh, Scott Frost has been fired. Nebraska has decided to move on. Nebraska, of course, a 22-ish and a half point favorite against Georgia Southern yesterday, losing outright 45-42. to Scott Frost era over at Nebraska has not gone very well, uh, but kind of expected that on October 1st, if their move was going to be made, it was going to be made then because that's when the buyout for Scott Frost uh, drops. But not the case. Looks like the powers that be over at Nebraska uh, have had it with the Frost era all done over at Nebraska. So that's going to be something worth monitoring and discussing with our experts as they join us throughout the next hour. With that, let's take a look at some of the lines that we do have up for some of the bigger games for next week. Now we can compare and contrast these with some of the look-ahead lines that were posted over at DraftKings. And once these full openers are up, uh, we'll discuss where they're at. Totals come up in this time as well. So we'll see if there's going to be some big shifts. That's where you really see the movement and the action. Some of these sides will obviously move a point or two, but the totals are where it's at when those get posted. So speaking of Nebraska, let's tie it in right away with the big matchup that we have on deck. Oklahoma coming off of a 33-3 beatdown of Kent State. Uh, They were about a 34-and-a-half point favorite. Don't cover, but ultimately win, and no problem against Kent State. The look ahead there, 
last week or in the middle of the week at DraftKings. Oklahoma, an eight and a half point favorite, gets rehung here as 13 and a half against Nebraska. Now, I would expect that. 13 and a half, you generally see under key numbers that those things get bet, and we're going to get to that 14-point mark. Uh, but don't think either uh, that Nebraska is uh, in a spot where, I don't know, a lot of people are going to view that as maybe a rally the troops moment. A lot of situational handicappers will. Uh, you could view it potentially uh, as an upgrade. Scott Frost, from an in-game adjustment standpoint, has proven that he is not very adept. And so maybe... Him getting out of there from a game plan standpoint, that is going to change things for Nebraska. But regardless, look ahead line eight and a half and the adjustment as it gets reopened here just after the game's 13 and a half in favor of Oklahoma. Multiple matchups to get to as well. Big one on the board, though, BYU and Oregon. Very impressive performance for BYU last night against Baylor. They get it done in double overtime against the Bears, 26 to 20. Now a matchup with Auburn, who scuffled. With San Jose State as a very big favorite, look ahead here between these two on the board. Didn't uh, let's see, we got BYU as a one and a, yep, or one and a half point underdog, uh, but right now three and a half when it comes to Oregon and BYU as that one gets rehung. Fascinating game because BYU, I think, for the first two weeks at this point has proven that they are legitimate. That was one of the teams that I had some questions mark. Yes, uh, in terms of returning talent, BYU had loads of it, but how that played out on the field, well, beat down of Southern Florida and a really good South Florida and a really good win over Baylor in double overtime is going to be something that is very much worth noting as you carry forward with BYU. So let's take a look. Circa has posted a lot of their odds now. And so as we roll through a lot of these big games, we'll give you the openers first to market and where these things are moving at this point. Let's start with another intriguing contest and a big power coming off of a loss. Notre Dame falls to Marshall 26-21. Marshall was a 20 and a half point underdog in that game. They lose outright. Notre Dame opens first up 11, laying that to Cal, coming off of a close win over UNLV. Rebels had a shot in their final possession to get into the end zone or their penultimate possession. They ultimately can't get it done there against Cal, so that's opening up 11 with a total of 41 and a half. Other matchups, again, big ones for next week. LSU taking on Mississippi State. Mississippi State goes on the road last night, takes care of business against Arizona, who had upset San Diego State in the first week of action. LSU opening up as a three-point underdog at home to Mississippi State, total of 53-and-a-half. Texas Tech taking on NC State. Of course, Tech coming off of their 33-30 win in overtime over Houston. NC State a little bit, we'll call it a half-by, taking care of business as a 55-3 win over Charleston Southern. Tech opening up as a nine-point underdog with a total of 59.5. These openers I'm rattling off courtesy of Circa. How about Florida taking on South Florida? Uh, the second, st- the second uh, start there for Anthony Richardson this season, not going as well for the Gators after upsetting Utah. They lose 26-16 to Kentucky yesterday. South Florida getting by Howard comfortably 42 to 40. This opens up Florida 25 with a total of 56 and a half here at Circa. So a pretty big spread for the Gators to take care of in that matchup. How about Michigan State on the road against Washington? This is one of the more intriguing matchups of next week. Washington coming off of their beatdown of, again, their half by Portland, uh, 52-6. Michigan State taking care of Akron. So both teams ready to go for this matchup in week three. Michigan State right now on the board, opening up as a two-point favorite with a total of 54 and a half and some of the late games as we talked about upsets we had quite a few of them over the weekend Texas A&M taking on Miami Texas A&M of course a disappointing performance against Appalachian State losing 17 to 14 a week after struggling against Sam Houston well Miami 
They struggled in the first half against Southern Miss, but ultimately get it done in the second half, win 30-7. to Miami opens up as a five-point underdog on the road against Texas A&M. Total opens up at 48-and-a-half. And then USC, really interesting matchup with Fresno State. Fresno State loses a close one to Oregon State yesterday. Interesting because, for those who don't remember, Fresno State, a team that was among the top in terms of the Mountain West odds to win the conference, goes on the road last year to the Rose Bowl, ends up upending and beating UCLA. USC coming off of a really good performance against Stanford, winning that comfortably 41-28. to Opening number here, USC laying 12 with a total of 72. And another big matchup in the Pac-12 we'll mention very quickly, Utah. Uh, Southern Utah didn't have it coming. 73-7, San Diego State gets it done against Idaho State, 38-7. Utah opening up as an 18.5 point favorite with a total of 47.5 in that game. So again, as we kind of look around the board and these numbers have opened up and begin to move as they get posted, very much worth noting that some of these teams that are coming off of some of these really big performances uh, looking like that they're going to get some support early on in the market, but we'll see if that's going to be the case as we're looking around and looking for some early movement in some of these numbers with Circa's first openers. So as we wait for some of the moves around the market, let's take a look at some of the other bigger programs and what they have in terms of some games on the board. For example, Iowa State coming off of that game with Iowa. Iowa State opening up as a 22-point favorite with a total of 47.5 in their game with Ohio. Old Dominion and Virginia, that number opening 12 with a total of 55.5. Virginia playing host to Old Dominion. And really, I think really when you want to look at it, what's going to be fascinating is 145-146. Vanderbilt and Northern Illinois. Vanderbilt hovering right around their win total mark. Remember, closing 2.5. If they were going to surpass their win total, it was going to be in this non-conference slate. They can't get it done against Sam Hartman and Wake Forest yesterday. So Vanderbilt, a one-point favorite on the road against Northern Illinois with a total of 58.5. So favorite, at least at this point right now, to win their third game. And we'll see if they can surpass their win total in that matchup against Northern Illinois on the board. Some other games that are very much worth mentioning at this point right now as these openers are getting posted here at Circa and in other spots. Iowa, as we mentioned, taking care of business. Uh, Iowa, a 20-point favorite at home against Nevada and their non-conference matchup, total of 41.5, an extremely low one there. And let's go to Texas. We get the news that Quinn Ewers is going to be out for four to six weeks. A pretty big blow for a Texas team was that was on the verge of upsetting Alabama yesterday. Texas opens up 14 with a total of 57.5, and we're starting to get our line moves here. That, that side has not moved. Texas still 14, but that total, that up from 57.5 to 59.5. And these are the total. This is what I mentioned at the top. The totals tend to move pretty quickly, and we're starting to see that right now. For example, Clemson, Louisiana Tech opening up 35 with a total of 52.5. That total get bet up two points already, now at 54.5. Utah, San Diego State. Side and total have moved here. Utah, I believe uh, right now, 18 and a half at the open, total of 47 and a half. Now we have moved to 21 in favor of the Utes with a total of 49. So two and a half point bump in favor of the side and a one and a half point bump to the over there. USC Fresno State, high total on the board of 72. That has already been bet down to 69 and the Trojans up to a 13 point favorite in their matchup with Fresno State. Other moves on the board when it concerns the total, because these things have moved relatively quickly, and we do have some pretty dramatic moves. Uh, How about some of the bigger moves that we've seen up to this point? Akron, Tennessee. Tennessee, of course, getting it done in overtime against Pitt. That opens up 
71 and a half. We're down to 66 and a half. Tennessee was laying 50. That side down to 49. And a three-point move in Toledo, Ohio State. That opens up Ohio State 34 with a total of 63 and a half. 33 the spread, but the drop by a field goal, 60 and a half the total there. And then Wake Forest Liberty, that total's been bet down already. Wake Forest opens up as a 15-point favorite. We're down to 63 after opening up 65 on the total. You're getting the theme here as you're looking at some of the initial moves. There are some sides that have moved a half point or a point or so, but the dramatic moves are going to be in some of these totals. Kansas and Houston, for example. This opens up Houston as a nine-point favor with a total of 59.5. Circa has already adjusted to 63.5 on the board. Georgia Southern UAB. UAB opens up as a 13-point favorite, total of 51. That total up to 54.5. No move on the side there as it stands right now. Uh, the big move in terms of a side, we'll call it big. It's two points. Uh, 23, Minnesota opens as a favorite against Colorado with a total of 45.5. We're now up to 25 in that matchup. Total still stands at 45.5. And, and we have a flip of favorites already. Uh, one of the teams, not really sexy from a brand standpoint, but you talk to college football handicappers, their rating has improved on week to week. After UNLV goes on the road, covers as a 13-point underdog against Cal, they are now a favorite in their matchup with North Texas. Initially opening up North Texas 1 with a total of 56. It is now UNLV minus 2 at home with a total of 57.5. So again... As you look across the board, totals generally tend to move first, and we're getting a lot of those here. That old Dominion-Virginia matchup that I mentioned, total down a full field goal from 55.5 to 52.5. Let's talk about somebody who's going to attack some of these. Matt Eumann's going to join us next, get his thoughts on what he's seen up to this point, sides and maybe totals. He's not a big totals guy that he's betting. And Dan Saley, one of the sharp handicappers that bets these every single week, will join us at the bottom of the hour. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Make sure to start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. You get full access to everything we do. That includes, among some other stuff, season prep, our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Let's get, a v Let's get a deep dive here into college football week three with one of our VSIN analysts and experts, Matt Eumanns, who's nice enough to give us some time today. And Matt, uh, this is a natural jumping off point to one of the games that you're looking at here. Scott Frost fired as head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, and they meet Oklahoma in this matchup coming up next week in week three. Opened up 16 with a total of 66 and a half. We're down to 14 and a half with a total of 64 here at Circa. Yeah, not surprised to see that number drop. I made uh, I made my own numbers on 21 games last night. I don't make a number on every game. There are some games I know I'm not going to bet, and uh, so I can't waste the time doing numbers on those. But, of course, I made a number on this game, and last night I made it Oklahoma 11. And uh, with the coaching change that we thought might happen, I was thinking about this last night. What would the coaching change be worth if you do it? And I think it's worth a couple points to Nebraska. Uh, you know, not to say we know if the players hate Scott Frost or whatever, but, but most times when you do make a coaching change, the team responds the next week. It's a new attitude. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure who the interim coach is yet. Do you know? Have you uh, heard? I'll tell you this right now. I'm looking at the article here. I haven't had a chance to dive into it yet. Okay. Uh, I don't think it matters a whole lot. 
uh, who the Mickey Joseph. Be. Okay. Yeah. When when Oklahoma had to make a change after Lincoln Riley left and they brought Bob Stoops back to coach the bowl game, I thought that was worth a lot to the Sooners. I, I think it's um, it's not going to be. You know, it's going to be somebody on the staff, and it's not going to make a big deal. But 16 was high, in my opinion, here. This is still a Nebraska team with a lot of talent. It's been underperforming. The defense has been uh, really poor. It was really poor again yesterday. But I thought anything over 14 was probably a little bit too high. So circuit open 16, I'm not surprised to see it come down a little bit. I might like Nebraska in this game if you give me 14 or more. All right, let's go to another matchup. Uh, I mm-hmm. took it on the chin yesterday. Uh, I was in on Baylor, thought they would get that done, and uh, ultimately they do yeah. not cover. Uh, now BYU, who downed him at home, is going to hit the road take on Oregon. Uh, this opened up circa three with a total of 55.5. We're up to 3.5 in favor of Oregon with a total of 56, Matt. This BYU team through two weeks has looked pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm surprised by this move, JVT. And this is one where I had a big difference in the uh, – you know, some of it depends on the BYU wide receivers who were out last night, Puka Nakua mm-hmm. and uh, Gunnar Romney. And if those guys come back this week, I made this game a pick em. And I'm surprised to see Oregon three and a half. The Ducks, the Ducks looked uh, pitiful offensively in that game against Georgia. Now Georgia's going to make a lot of teams look bad, and Oregon's not as bad as it looked in that opener. But I really think this BYU team, and I was saying this last week, I think this team's got a chance to be special. You had 19 starters back. 11 on defense. You have a really good quarterback. I think you have the better quarterback in this game on the BYU side with Jaron Hall against Bo Nix. Uh, we, we, we've seen BYU go on the road and beat these Power 5 teams. It's not like Oregon is one of the elite teams in the Pac-12. I don't think so. I make this a pick in JVT. I'll, I'll play BYU here at 3.5. All right, let's go to 143-144. I'm going to harken back to the edge days. Do you remember when we talked about Auburn and I said – I would not look past San Jose State. They might give them a little bit of a fight, and uh, they did. And Auburn looked a little anemic offensively. Now they get to play host to Penn State. Maybe they looked ahead. Who knows? But they're catching three with a total of 51.5. This hasn't budged from the Cirque opener, Matt, uh, but the total, it's worth pointing out, has gone from 47.5 to 51.5. Not surprised there. Uh, Man, I I think the uh, home dog's going to be a play for me. And I I don't want to overreact to what happened in the San Jose-Auburn game. Obviously, the Tigers, not very efficient offensively, didn't look too good. But, hey, I didn't think Penn State was all that impressive in that game at Purdue uh, two weeks ago. And Sean Clifford struggled a little bit more than I thought he would. Uh, This is a game, JVT. I made Auburn minus one. So I'll take Auburn as a uh, three-point home dog here. I think uh, the number favoring Penn State by a full three is too much. I I would expect that to come down. All right, what about LSU opening up as a uh, home underdog? Open catching three total of fifty three and a half. This has not budged. Circa opened at three fifty three and a half, but it is stat, it is uh, sat there since it's opened a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, I could be wrong, and uh, I have been wrong a few times already this college football season because I'm hitting just over forty percent against the spread, which is not good. Uh, I had Fresno last night. Had that turn uh, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, LSU. I made LSU minus two and a half. Wow. Uh, so had to have Mississippi State favored on the road in back to back games. I think is a little bit too much here. Uh, last night, to me, it was a lot more about Arizona's quarterback play. Uh, Jaden Delora, I thought he was terrible last night. And uh, uh, to me, that was uh, the reason Mississippi State pulled away and won that game by a margin. Uh, the Bulldogs left the, the door cracked open several times for uh, Arizona to get in that game, and the quarterback couldn't make any plays. I think what you're going to see here is an LSU defense. It's 
a lot better than anything Mississippi State has faced up to this point. Will Rogers has pretty good numbers. But uh, you're going to Baton Rouge. This is going to be a different story. I like LSU in this game. I'm surprised by the number. Yep. All right, some other matchups. First off, uh, before we get to the game itself, uh, what do you make of the news? Quinn Ewers, four to six weeks. He's going to miss it. Looked really good in that early part against uh, Alabama yesterday. <laughs> you know, Quinn Ewers, if he stays on the field, Texas wins that game. Yep. I have a little doubt in my mind. Uh, the way he was playing, he looked like a stud early. It's not like Hudson Card played poorly when he came in, but Ewers was on fire. He had the hot hand. We're talking about Alabama losing that game if he didn't go down. I I had heard yesterday he was going to be out a month, so um, not surprised. Uh, Texas, I made Texas 10 with Hudson Carter, quarterback in this game. And uh, UTSA is off the road win at Army in overtime by three. This is a huge game for the Roadrunners. And I think, uh, JVT, we saw it yesterday with Notre Dame. When you pour so much into a game that you've been targeting for a long time, the next week is often a flat spot. The Irish didn't really show up yesterday. What's Texas going to show up with in this spot after that 20-19 loss to Alabama? That's going to be deflating. I think the the Longhorns going to be a little bit distracted in this game, and you're going to get the full focus of the underdog. This is like the UTSA Super Bowl. I made it 10. I would take the 14 with the with the road team here. Yeah, and the way it went down also. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made, Matt, too, when they have that fourth and fourth, the Alabama six, kicking it to go up six as opposed to uh, uh-huh. three. Like, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that could have gone differently for Texas in that game, so it does have letdown written all over it. Yep. All right, let's go to Fresno State-USC. Uh, a somewhat interesting matchup, just given the fact that it, it echoes a little bit of what Fresno State faced last year, right? They go to the Rose Bowl, they take on UCLA, they can pull that off. Now, UCLA was coming off a win over LSU. Not the same for USC, who beat up on Stanford yesterday. We got this number open 12 with a total of 72. Totals down to 70.5. Trojans laying 13. Yeah, like I said, this USC offense is going to look unstoppable at times, but I'm not sure the defense is going to stop uh, anybody. And yesterday, Stanford had plenty of opportunities to put points on the board and came up short in a couple uh, key parts of that game, the fumble inside the five-yard line. But you, you, can, uh, you can run it right at this USC defense. You can knock your teeth in. My, my problem with this is, and I think USC is going to be inflated, the numbers are going to be inflated, and it is going to be a team to bet over the total in a lot of games. Now we're seeing an adjustment in the totals. Uh, I wonder about Fresno off last night's loss. Yep. You lose on the last play of the game, by the way, that was a an unforgivable defensive shortcoming. When Oregon State brings in its Wildcat quarterback, who always runs to the right, why do you not stack the left side of the left side of the defensive line? Uh, Fresno State made no adjustment. He takes the snap and he runs right off the right side of the line of scrimmage for the touchdown. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, so for Fresno to lose that game in that style, I think is real negative when you're handicapping this one. I actually made the number USC 14 and a half, and I think you said the circuit opener is 12. That's what I have written down here, right? Yep. So uh, not enough uh, There's uh, not enough value there for me to uh, to take the underdog, even though I would like to be on the Bulldogs. I don't think I will be because of what happened last night. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. When you give up 55 to Incarnate Word, I'm going to argue that you're not a very good team. That would be Nevada, <laughs> who hits the road and is catching 20 with a total of 41 and a half against Iowa. You've got a minute left. Yeah, Incarnate Word, by the way, has put up some huge numbers offensively early in the season. And his former quarterback, Cam Ward, led Washington State to that win at Wisconsin yesterday. So 
that program's not that bad. I think that that loss is not as bad as some people are going to think. Uh, my thing here is uh, how many points can you count on the Iowa offense to score, even against a bad Nevada team? Not enough uh, of a difference in my numbers probably to play this. I made Iowa 17, circuit opens at 20. Uh, I guess I'll let you answer the question, how bad is Nevada? Uh, because Nevada might be that bad. So I'll probably just have to pass on uh, this game. They are. I think the early schedule set up really nicely for them, and they have turned into a pumpkin officially, and we're going to start to see exactly what those warts look like for the Wolfpack. Matt Humans at Matt Humans 24-7. Thanks a lot, Matt. Appreciate it. You bet. Got it. All right. Uh, we'll come back. Let's run through a lot of these. Now that these numbers have been up for about 25 minutes, the moves have been made. So we'll discuss what some of these moves are, why they're moving the way they are, and we'll find a theme among some of the teams that are getting some market support. One of them Matt actually talked about. It's coming back here on College Football Lines Review. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, College Football Lines Revealed here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm sitting at Circus Sports, where... All of these lines get posted first to market. Let's go through some of the bigger line moves that we've seen up to this point. These numbers have been up for about 30 minutes or so, and we do have a couple of these games that have moved about two or more points when it comes to a side or total perspective. First off, let's go down to the bottom of the board, San Diego State and Utah. Uh, two lesser opponents, of course, in terms of their Week 2 matchups. Utah comes in as an 18.5-point favorite at the Open with a total of 47.5. We have a move here, both side and total, to report. 18.5 at the Open to down line is 21 for Utah at home against San Diego State, and the total has been bet up from 47.5 to 49.5. So some of the initial moves there from Circa's opening numbers. Also worth mentioning in terms of a move of about two points or more, Minnesota playing host to Colorado. Minnesota opens up as a 23-point favorite. That total opens up 45.5. Sharp betters coming in early supporting the Golden Gophers. We are now sitting at minus 27 with a total of 40 and a 7. Minnesota playing host to Colorado. Big move in that matchup. Big spread and a move worth noting in Tennessee and Akron. Tennessee opens up as a 50-point favorite. Total 71.5. Now, 47 is the spread, Tennessee laying it, with a total that is down to 65.5. So a six-point difference there from the opening total, down six points. Let's go to Tulane and Kansas State. Tulane opening up as a 20-point underdog with a total of 54.5. Big moves both side and total here. K-State now a 17-point favorite. That moving in the last 30 minutes with a total down to 49. So a relatively strong move there to the under. How about North Texas and UNLV? And this is going to kind of be on the theme that I wanted to discuss momentarily, which is you get a read on what the market and these sharp bettors think about certain squads. If you listen, and to a lot of smart college football bettors that are on these programs on VSIN, uh, UNLV is a team that from a power rating standpoint has kind of been bumped up a little bit. Well, uh, they have a flip of favorites in this matchup. Rebels opened up as a one-point underdog in this game at home. They are now a two-point favorite. Total has been bet up from 56 to 57 and a half. Let's go to Louisiana Tech. I have it down as LAT, so it's going to go Los Angeles Tech for some reason. Uh, Let's go to Clemson and Louisiana Tech. Clemson opens up a 35-point favorite with a total of 52.5, right? Now sitting at 32.5, La Tech getting some action with a total of 54.5. So side is the underdog getting supported there, down from 35 to 32.5, and and the total getting bet up two points from 52.5 to 54.5. And last big move worth mentioning, we consider big move two points or more, 
Memphis playing host to Arkansas State. Side and total to report here. Memphis opening up as a 10-point favorite, now laying 12.5. Total opening up 65.5, now at 62.5. Let's talk about some of the moves that have been happening over the last couple of minutes uh, that we can report on here. For example, just in the last few seconds, let's go to Maryland and SMU, 183-184 on the rotation. That opened up pick. Maryland now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That total sitting at 68 here at Circa. Michigan State and Washington, one of the matchups that we discussed with Matt Humans that he's got his eye on here. Washington opens up as a two-point favorite with a total of 54.5. Half-point bump on both side in total. That total goes from 54.5 to 55, and Washington now a one-and-a-half-point favorite there. And a couple of others, Pittsburgh and WMI, Western Michigan, Pitt, Eight with a total of 49 and a half. That is up to 10. And that total has been bet up quite a bit from 49 and a half to 55. So these are happening in the last few minutes up on the board. And uh, one more to know that has happened in the last few. Georgia and South Carolina. Spencer Rattler and South Carolina up against it along the line of scrimmage yesterday against Arkansas. Market comes in on the Gamecocks. Opens up 26 with a total of 48.5. We are down to 23 with a total of 50.5. So side getting bet down to the underdog, uh, but the over getting supported there up two points to 50.5. I think we mentioned Tulane and Kansas State. Re- uh, re-mentioning, we're worth uh, re-mentioning really quickly. 20 and 54.5 the open. Now down to 16.5 for K-State and a total of 49. So I wanted to bring up very quickly, as these numbers are still moving as we're discussing them, getting an idea of odds makers, especially now, right? These early numbers are essentially two battles going on. It is the sharp bettors here getting into these markets. And of course, it is the odds makers here at Circa posting these numbers. And one of the common themes that I think we've seen early on when it comes to teams getting supported early. Right. What I mean by that is let's talk about a team like LSU and, and excuse me, Mississippi State, their opponent. So Mississippi State last week actually opens up in the range of a say like seven, seven and a half point favorite on the road against Arizona. The initial move is actually toward Arizona, but immediately you saw that creep up on the day that it opened all the way up to where it closes ten and a half. And you see it again here where there is some support when it comes to certain teams in the market. Now, Mississippi State, the first couple of weeks, we're getting that. This week, not so much. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. But right now, the move, three on the road, down to two and a half with a total of 53 and a half. But Mississippi State early was pretty clear that if you read into these moves, that some of the sharper bettors thought the market initially was a little too low on Mississippi State. Now, maybe the warmers turned a bit and you're getting support for LSU at home in this spot against the Bulldogs. I mentioned UNLV was also one of those spots, right, where if you looked at it, the Rebels in their first matchup with Idaho State opening up as a relatively large favorite. There was initial moves in the offseason numbers actually toward Idaho State, but after they beat them down, you get support against Cal, and again now support this week as they go from a small underdog at home to a favorite at home. So it's very much worth, when you look at some of these numbers, you get an idea of where these sharp bettors have their, uh, their opinions, and maybe you get an idea of where the market's at as opposed to where some of these sharp bettors are at. So it's something to just file away as you kind of monitor where these numbers are moving. You can form like a vague opinion of some of the sharper bettors as you watch some of these numbers move. Let's talk about some of the other totals that we've seen up to this point get adjusted from the opens. I think we mentioned Kansas and Houston. We'll mention it one more time because the total has moved in the last couple of minutes. Houston opens up nine. We're still sitting there in terms of the point spread, but the total has been bet up three and a half points, 59 and a half at the open now up to 63 
in that matchup between those two. So as we look at the top of the rotation and we move from there, let's talk about some of the openers and some of the higher profile games that we haven't seen much movement on. For example, Friday, September 16th, Florida State will meet Louisville. Louisville opens up as a one-point underdog at home with a total of 55. No movement there. We're still sitting at Louisville minus one with a total of 55. One of those teams that might get some consistent market respect, at least early on in the year. Well, that was Air Force. They're going to open up their conference schedule with Wyoming on Friday as well. Air Force opens 15 with a total of 49, but we have seen move side total here, 14 and a half. So a half point, uh, point bump off of the 15, the total bet up to 51 and a half. And just like we mentioned last week, when you have access to all of these markets and numbers, if you do, very much worth shopping around. As you can look around and say, if you were willing to, let's say, take 15 with Wyoming in this matchup, uh, which is now not available at Circa, but why would you when a 16 opens up just now at another shop as we're looking at the screen too? So again, with these college football line openers, and this is what makes what Circa is doing pretty unique, when you're first to market, a lot of these sharp bettors get to come in and shape the market themselves, but is putting your essentially putting your neck out there when it comes to putting out some of these numbers. And that also creates a little bit of a wild west when it comes to some of the openers when other markets start to open. So now you get that one and a half point difference. 16 to one shop at the open just a couple of minutes ago, 14 and a half at Air Force. So not a massive difference, but they're still out there that you can shop around and find different numbers when it comes to those. And as others start to come on board and you'll start to see some of these others make their opinions known as well off of these openers. So let's go to, for example, 113, 114, Purdue and Syracuse. So Circa opens up Purdue as a two and a half point favorite with a total of 58 and a half. The initial opinion here by the market was dropping this total from 58 and a half to 57. So two and a half is the number currently for Purdue at uh, on the road, excuse me, against Circa here, or against Syracuse here at Circa. But one shop now opens Purdue minus one. So you get these different numbers again as you can shop around. If you find yourself, hey, I think Purdue in this spot should be a little bit higher. Don't like two and a half when you can go out there and find minus one at this point right now with these markets uh, that are opening up. And Caesars is the spot. Thank you for that. Caesars is the spot that opens up minus one there. Texas State Baylor, let's mention this total move because this is worth uh, very much noting and the discrepancy with Circa and Caesars. So opens 31 with a total of 47.5. Baylor being favored in this matchup. The total gets bet up from 47.5 to 53. Still 31 here at Circa, 33.5 over at Caesars. And now where you're starting to see these real discrepancies in terms of some of the opinions. One game down on the rotation, for example. Western Kentucky and Indiana. Indiana opens up a nine-point favorite with a total of 60.5. Side and total move here from the Circa opener. Indiana, an eight-point favorite, now total of 58.5, so a one-point bump on the side and a two-point bump in Western Kentucky, and excuse me, the total there. Caesars opens up nine and a half. So again, if you wanted to grab nine, you missed out on it, you can grab a, a nine and a half that is out there currently in the market that's getting opened up. How about a four-point discrepancy? Let's talk about Georgia and South Carolina. So we mentioned Circa opening up minus 26 with a total of 48 and a half. Minus 23 is the adjusted number after about 30 minutes up on the board. Total of 50 and a half. Caesars opens up minus 27. So a four-point difference there in these numbers that are available. So it helps to be in all the, obviously all of these markets. But when you're shopping on these Sundays, this gets pretty volatile. So you can shop around and get some of the better numbers available that are currently up at a lot of these shops. One more total move uh, to note, Ohio and Iowa State. Iowa State opening up 22 with a total of 47 and a half. 
Uh, right now, total 49, and Iowa State down to a 21-point favorite. Uh, don't take my word for it, though. Let's talk to Dan Saley. Saley does a really great job. He's a professional handicapper. Every single weekend, and we've had him on the network multiple times, bets into these lines and openers and adjusts them himself with his money. So let's get his opinion and on a couple of games, one that he's bet and moved and maybe some that are available and what his process is here on these Sundays as NFL football is underway, but college football openers are getting posted and these guys are getting busy. It's College Football Lines Revealed here on VSIP. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot, folks. Subscribe to VSIN Pro. You get full access to everything we do. That includes a lot of things like daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VSIN show and host, 24-7 video and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. I cannot stress enough. That also includes hockey and basketball coverage, which is going to get started in the next couple of months. Get your money's worth, folks. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the sports betting network. All right. Let's welcome a professional handicapper, Dan Saley. He's nice enough to give us some time. And also one of the many folks who bet into these Circa openers and openers across the country when it comes to college football opening lines. Dan, it's good to talk to you. And uh, let's dive right into this. I like to kind of look at teams uh, on a weekly basis, both NFL and college, overreactions from performances the week prior. And one of those good examples that you and I were talking about off the air, Marshall coming off a big win against Notre Dame. That's right, JVT. What a great uh, game for Marshall. I think they, they weren't afraid of Notre Dame, and they went in there, put in a solid game plan, and, and they won that game. Great for them, but you know, human nature is you pat yourself on the back a little bit, and I imagine Marshall's going to be walking around on campus with uh, every other student saying, great job, you beat Notre Dame, big team, and now they're going to face uh, a Bowling Green team on the road. Bowling Green, actually, despite the fact that they did lose to the FCS team last week on seven overtimes, they, they can move the ball. They can score, and they're, they're not afraid to play. They're one of my uh, play-on teams this year. I, I think they're going to be uh, underrated by the books. And so I immediately grabbed plus 20 with uh, Bowling Green. And, and along that same vein, too, right, it's Notre Dame coming off of a loss. Like, it's never really as bad as it looks for some of these teams. And so maybe looking to support, like, the Irish coming off of a pretty big upset loss. Exactly. So Notre Dame played that great game against Ohio State. They show that their their defense can play, that they maybe needed to work on their offense. And then somehow, maybe that, that game just took a lot out of them, and they, they somewhat laid an egg versus Marshall. Uh, do I think they're going to do that again, or do I think they're going to come back as strong as they can, and they're facing a Cal team that I don't think can put up more than 10 points against them? So that, for me, was an immediate play for Notre Dame. And I, I it opened, I think, at 11 is what I got it at. And I believe that that number is going to move up. So there might be a, a middle opportunity if you can catch a key number on the backside. Yeah, Cal not looking extremely <laughs> impressive against the uh, the dominant UNLV defense, which is obviously a joke. UNLV is improved this year, but uh, not dominant by any stretch. So let me ask you, before we get to some of these, so you made quite a few plays on a lot of these openers. Uh, just generally, what do your Sundays look like, Dan? Like when you're attacking these, what's your process and what are you doing? Well, uh Trying to get prepared for all these games, it, it really is during yesterday as you're watching all the games, you're gathering as much info as you can, going through stats and, and recaps during the games, and then spending as many time, many hours as you can at night, and then in the morning, 
uh, getting ready and, and, and putting the numbers that you think they should, the game should be at. And also a lot of it isn't necessarily what you, how you think a game is going to go, but how you think the number is going to move. The best example is last week, uh, Michigan opened a 46 point favorite to against Hawaii. I immediately, that was one of the games I targeted. That was the first game I bet as soon as the, the circle lines opened. I hit that 46. Not that I necessarily think Michigan was going to beat Hawaii by 46, although I, I thought they probably would. But I knew that move, that number was going to skyrocket. And mm-hmm. that number you know, closed at 53. I was able to take Hawaii on the backside, and I ended up pushing my 46 and winning you know, winning the Hawaii side, but there was, you know, no risk for me. I almost uh, middled the whole thing. So a lot of times I, I'm looking at, do I think a number is going to move? And can I, can I possibly have a middle opportunity there or at least get value by taking that number? So again, I, I hit Michigan again when it opened, because I know people are going to bet Michigan. And uh, so a lot of times you look at that or you, you, you just target any sort of number that you think is going to move quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about um, we're three weeks in and we're entering week three and we have seen these games. A couple of these teams play quite a few times already. So let's talk about upgrades and downgrades. First off, a team that you have upgraded significantly uh, through these first couple of weeks. You know, you talked about Georgia State after a couple of losses to some power five opponents. That's right. So Georgia State, they were so close in that South Carolina game. They were they were actually leading in that game and they were covering the whole time. And as you recall, there were those two block punt scoop and score touchdowns for South Carolina. If, if that doesn't happen, I think Georgia State might even win that game outright. And then they played North Carolina yesterday, and I got them as a seven-and-a-half-point dog. And, the, and my reasoning for that was I think Georgia State maybe has the best running game in the Sun Belt. And App State put so many yards on North Carolina, I felt like that was a, a, a good call to make. And if you watch the game, Georgia State was right in it the whole time. And uh, I think that's definitely – they're definitely an upgraded team in the Sun Belt, and they're facing Charlotte, which coincidentally is a team <laughs> that I think we've all had to downgrade. Um, quarterback issues, but just generally not looking, uh, not looking good at all for Charlotte. And so, uh, yeah, I, I do like uh, that matchup there. All right, I'm going to throw a couple of the uh, the bigger games at you. Get your thoughts if you have anything. Uh, obviously, I want to get your thoughts on the bigger storyline of the day in the world of college football. Scott Frost no longer the head coach over at Nebraska, and Nebraska is going to play host to Oklahoma. And now over at Circa, this opens 16, Dan, with a total of 66.5. We're down to 14.5 with a total of 64. Uh, dare we say it's actually an upgrade from a power rating standpoint for Nebraska with Scott Frost no longer on the sidelines? Probably is. At first, I'm kicking myself because a few weeks ago, I could have bet Oklahoma minus three in games of the year. Because yep. if you recall, prior to that first Northwestern game, you had all these pundits saying, look out, when Oklahoma goes to Nebraska, Nebraska might, you know, might get them this time. And man, I wish I, I would have pulled the trigger. I was hoping Nebraska would show up uh, and be better. But you're right. Uh, for whatever reason, it is with Scott Frost. The, the hex is on them. I don't know. Maybe you can't coach the team that you were so great at when you played. But I think it is a, a definitely an upgrade for them. And also, this becomes just a really tricky handicapping situation. As much as I like Oklahoma, and I, I think they will win the game, I'm, I'm going to be studying this very closely because anytime a coach leads, the players can do one of two things. Sometimes 
they are not happy that their coach was fired and they will rise up and sort of like a tribute or be ha- you know, and it's really fight hard and, and, and play well. Other times they just fall apart. The coach is gone and they just can't do anything. So it's a really tricky thing. I want to hear more news about the locker room this week. I want to, I want to see what's going on in Nebraska. You know, what's the reaction of some of the players before I get involved, but you're right. I think, I think actually it is, it is an upgrade. Uh, those players do have some pride and I'm, I'm sure they're not happy about losing the, the Georgia Southern yesterday, which is pretty funny actually, if you watch the game. <laughs> so let, let's talk about one of the better games from last night and tie it into this week. One of the teams that I've been most impressed with and it's South Florida, but the Baylor win yesterday without your top two receivers for BYU is pretty good, Dan. And now uh, they take on Oregon and I, the initial move here has been toward the ducks. They opened up three with a total of 55 and a half. We're looking at four now with a total of 56. I thought it would move in the direction of BYU. Not sure what to make of Oregon quite yet after two uh, stark <laughs> performances in the two games they've played. Uh, if, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney both play. What happens with this line is we're sitting at four. What'd you think of this game? Well, I watched that game. It was, it was highly entertaining, but let me tell you, BYU at night at home, yep. it's just a different type of game than, than otherwise. And I, I, I think it, it opened, did it open at three Oregon? I believe. Yep. Open three. I don't I think it opened at three. And even though, my personal number has Oregon about a one point favorite and they certainly, I guess, tried to exercise the demons yesterday against SES school. I think they, they threw a 70 points uh, down uh, on them, but I think this is really tricky. BYU has won a number of games versus Oregon. um, And obviously last year they were five and Oh straight up against the PAC 12. So I like that aspect of it, but you're right. The the injuries there were interesting. And then how many field goals did BYU miss? Like yeah. field goal missed in overtime. Uh, I mean, I, I would. I, I think this game is kind of about where it is. Maybe maybe it stays at three. Maybe it drops to two. Maybe it goes up to three and a half. Uh, it's just a, it's an interesting matchup. I I don't know what. The, do you know what time the kickoff is? I think it's set for. 1230. Yeah, it's a, it's an earlier I game. That, I think that favors Oregon okay. for, for start time. Dan? Uh, yeah. oh, sorry, not to cut you off. We are up against it. I wanted to say appreciate you coming on. We're going to talk to you throughout the college football season, uh, but good luck this weekend, man, and thanks for your time today. Anytime, JVT. You're the man. Got it. Dan Saley, college football handicapper again, one of the many people who attack some of these openers here at Circa and in other markets as well. Can't stress enough, though, folks, as you're looking at these openers here, multiple markets follow suit. You can shop around a lot of volatility with some numbers and a lot of numbers to grab if you are so inclined and have access to said numbers. We'll be back next week for another edition of College Football Lines Revealed. Until then, enjoy the rest of your NFL Sunday.